0: Well, it's a bank holiday weekend and a lot of you listening are likely to be on the move, possibly enjoying some refreshments on a fine sunny day, unless that is you're on the train and you primarily use cash either by choice or necessity. While the catering service on the Dublin to Cork Irish Rail line resumed to much fanfare a few weeks ago, it's now emerged it's a card-only operation. Barry Kenny, Corporate Communications Manager with Irish Rail, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Colin. I saw a tweet the other day, um, Barry Kenny, about somebody... On a rail service, talking about an elderly person who attempted to purchase something from the catering trolley with cash and weren't able to do so. Is that an ideal situation for somebody who needs refreshment on board and can't buy it with legal tender?
1: Well, as you mentioned, uh, I suppose we were working for quite some time to get our catering services back. And uh, one of the challenges we faced was within the funding available uh, for that was the costs coming from catering providers. Uh, were really almost exorbitant. They were a multiple of what we had experienced before. And in working with the market and trying to get a service back as quickly as possible, one of the ways in which uh, we were bringing the costs uh, within what was available to us was to go cashless because obviously uh, in terms of security, in terms of cash management for the provider, uh, that's a significant uh, benefit as well. We're also coming out of, I suppose, a period of time when, you know, for a couple of years there, we were being very much actively encouraged to move away from cash cash for, for, for hygiene reasons as well. And that was something that was coming back to us from providers uh, also. Uh, and then as well as a slightly different issue, but also in line with uh, the, the cashless option is that we have e-receipts from the provider as well. So there's a sustainability benefit there. But I mean, the primary primary issues here were cost and security. Right. But you would uh, accept uh, some people are excluded
0: by this move, would you? Well it's not an exclusionary
1: technology necessarily I mean it is in place for a very long time. I think everyone from on post to credit unions uh, uh, offer. Uh, this uh, you know card payments and uh, and card technology and um, can, can assist customers in that we have had small numbers of comments uh, uh, absolutely on it but uh, as I say you know a matter of interest, you, I, I, I don't think I, I don't think I spoke to, to you know programs like yourself for the past 12 months without people kind of urgently wanting to see the catering come back we felt that uh, you know we were we were happy to bring it back uh, on this basis with with, with contactless uh,
0: in place to get a service back on, on, on at least the Dublin to route which right. is there present and but it can operate on the Dublin Belfast route with cash what's the cost differential there between the catering on that and in other services well that's an older contract that's one that I suppose that,
1: that, that survived a lot of the issues around uh, around Covid because of different regulations uh, in Northern Ireland uh, again the market soundings to us are that providers in this space uh, do want to move to contactless do want to move to cashless and obviously we'll be reviewing that as part of our national tender uh, so that we can cover other routes and and that could be an issue that comes at enterprise uh, as well uh, but in terms of getting a service back onto Dublin Cork, as I say, was something that we were we were satisfied to go with, uh, but on the basis, of say that it is a technology and it is an option that is available to lots of people. It's not that you have to have a bank account or anything
0: like that. Uh, that it is available through through all sorts of means. Right? Would you be concerned about though who it affects? Like older people, mostly are people who are sole cash users, younger people who may be given a pocket money amount, a budget for the day, use cash, and people who budget take a certain amount of cash out with them and that's their budget for the day and that's the easiest way they can uh, keep a hold of money. So it's it's not necessarily, uh, I suppose, there is a more vulnerable cohort within the cash-only part of the population that would be worst affected by this. We do. Obviously,
1: one of the things we have is we have retail options at at, at many of our stations, particularly at the busier stations. We've been working to increase those uh, as well uh, to give options. We have had for for a period of time people bringing their own uh, supplies on board as well from from, from other means. Do you give prior warning about
0: the cash situation on board?
1: Yes, as I say, that's, that is something that we have advertised in terms of uh, our catering offering as well. And I think it looked to be where, fair. Where, in terms where of is feedback. that? Is it? I mean, because uh, pe- pe-
0: people who are paying in cash are not people who will have bought their ticket online. So, where in the station would they see the, that this is uh, card only? I say it would be no. It would be on the trains, I suppose, themselves primarily because that's where
1: these are sold and it would be on the website as well. I it's, think, bit, you know, it's too I mean, late then I'm though, isn't
0: it? If you're, I think, what is it, three hours and 50 minutes from Tralee to Dublin, once you're on that train, good luck, there's no other option. Yeah, well, as I say, in terms of it's something we can certainly improve the information and look at the
1: information that's there to make sure that it's, that is clear to everybody. But I do think it was preferable to get our catering service back, given the type of feedback we were getting, uh, and not have this as a kind of as a cost barrier uh, to bring it back. Uh, and as I say again, it, it, this is something that is an option uh, to to you know from from a range of means uh, to people right. and something that, as I say, our catering providers and and not just the corporate food services who we're working with but other providers okay. that we were Do talking Do you want to, to take the
0: opportunity uh, to say anyone, anything to anyone who's been negatively affected by this?
1: Well, it's like, you know, we, we, we were very keen to bring this service back to, to all customers, to, to catering customers. Uh, we appreciate that there are some concerns in this regard, but we did feel it was important to get our catering services back on board, at least
0: under Dublin to Cork, while we're working on the rest of the network. All right. Okay, Barry Kenny, Corporate Communications Manager with Irish Rail. Thanks for joining us. And Celine Colley, who's Head of Advocacy at Age Action Ireland is also on the line. Celine, what's your reaction to what you've just heard?
2: Well, I would say that older age is the biggest indicator for who is digitally excluded. We know that 628,000 people over the age of 60 are either not online or have below basic digital skills. So that's a significant cohort of people that we know will have problems using card only uh, transactions and card only is a barrier to social inclusion. You shouldn't need to have digital skills to buy a cup of tea on the train or to go to a GAA match either and um, for many other things. So social exclusion is a risk in the push towards a cashless economy. Um, there's also safeguarding risks there as well when we're pushing people um, to go online and they don't have the skills, the necessary skills and um, we're exposing them to potential financial outer abuse and uh, the National Safeguarding Office of the HSC annual report in 2021 reported over 800 cases of financial abuse of someone aged 65 or over. It's also undermining people's independence If you of would, the Celine, would, you
0: would you just explain Why would that be worse if an older person is using a card uh, as opposed to them using cash?
2: So, if they're using a card and they don't know how to use the card properly, and they so if they have below basic digital skills and they're issued with a card, when you have a bank account, you're issued with the card, and if they're forced to use it, um, in a tap situation, say, to buy the cup of tea on the train, but they have no access to an app to protect themselves or to check their balance or anything like that. Then they're going home and they're asking someone, I used my card today, can you tell me how I used it? Here's my bank account details, look it up. Are you sure i was only charged whatever the price was? And they've exposed themselves now to potential elder abuse um, and fraud. Uh, uh, as well and scams because the difficulty is there's people not using the internet so they won't have a card to be able to tap and then there are some who have below basic skills and not able to transact online safely. Um, and so the ability of services to refuse cash shouldn't be allowed for at least the next 20 years, given the large number of people not using the internet and not comfortable with cashless transactions.
0: People might say, look, older people use ATMs to withdraw cash, they can tap in four numbers, they can they can get out the cash. Is it that much of a stretch to tap in the, the, on the keypad if they have to use it when you insert the card or even tapping the card, which is easier?
2: So the issue is not being able then to follow up on how you've used your card. So we tap, you know, those of us that have the bank app, we tap, we can check our balance, we can check to make sure that we were only charged once for the product or service, and we can also monitor what we're spending. For people who have the ATM card and don't bank digitally, so they use the card to, to take out cash so that they can manage their budget in cash. They are now exposed because they don't know how to check their balance or to check that they weren't ch- t- charged twice in the tapping or whatever it is. And a lot of people who are living... Can they check it on income, telephone banking? they, uh, well, some services will provide that in telephone banking, yes, but we're still pushing people to do things that they're not able to do, and it's not necessary. There are many people who choose and need to operate in cash, particularly people who are in fixed incomes. There's also risks as well for people maybe who are in coercive control relationships or abusive relationships in domestic violence situations, where they need to be able to manage their business and their lives in cash. So we have to consider... But is there not the- a risk
0: associated it with cash as well. If people keep large quantities of cash in the house it's it's there possibly leaves them open to theft from outside the home or if they are an abusive situation people can just dip into that cash and help themselves.
2: But that's a different thing than being able to access a service um, or purchase a service um, via cash. I think anyone who you know like obviously we would recommend nobody keeps large amounts of cash um, at home and use a post office credit union bank or whatever it is to deposit your cash and most people do that. The uh, Department of Finance own research shows that older people are the highest users of um, cash services in banks and attend banks to lodge and withdraw cash, um, as well as using the ATM card as well. It also shows that I think the the large majority of people want to and continue to use cash payments over card payments as well. So all of that data is there for us to recognise why Pushing people into a cashless environment um, is, is not what they want, but it's definitely not safe for many older people and for other people who are in the margins of um, our society and who need to rely on cash to manage their budgets and also then as well to protect their privacy.
0: And when you say a push, from whom, on whom? Is it from government, uh, from, from, from the banks, from both
2: I think it's from both. I think we can see it also through service providers as well, pushing, um, you know, putting signs up saying card only, um, which is basically telling someone you're not welcome and we won't do business with you unless you have a card and we don't want your cash. Um, So there's that. There's also the push then from the financial services sector as well. Obviously, we've seen a number of bank branches Closing or attempting to close, attempting to go cashless, um, but suffering quite a significant public backlash, I would say, and you know, changing their minds on that as well. So there is a push from the providers, um, but definitely we can see the central bank recognises that um, cash is going to be around and will need to be around for a number of years um, further. And the Department of Finance's own research as well, last April, um, also noted that you know, cash has to be protected. Acted in the economy.
0: All right, Céline Cawley, Head of Advocacy with Age Action Ireland. Thanks for joining us this afternoon on the Bank Holiday Weekend. Well, let me introduce you to the political panel here in studio with me this weekend there. Neil Richmond, Minister of State at the Department of Enterprise, Trade and Employment and Finegale TD for Dublin-Rathdown. Verona Murphy, Independent TD for Wexford and Darren O'Rourke Sinn Féin. TD for Me The East and his party spokesperson on Environment and Climate Change. Welcome to you all. Thanks for coming in out of the sunshine. Maybe, maybe it's a welcome respite from it. Uh, Minister Neil Richmond, firstly to you, We've got a number of texts in already on this. Cash is legal tender, says one person to 51551, and all companies should be legally obliged to accept it. Uh, As somebody else on the same text line, anyone, any service cannot refuse cash as its legal tender. Just another tactic to push us into the cashless society. I and many others won't comply. And finally, it's simply not right having to use cards. Cash is legal tender. This systematically excludes people and needs to be reversed. What do you say to all of that?
3: Well, they're largely correct. You know, 45% of people over 65 solely use cash. So if you're moving to a situation, be it on a train or be it on an aeroplane or certain service providers, that you'll only take card. You are excluding a considerable amount of population. It is legal tender. And the Department of Finance undertook studies, was referred to, and it was quite clear that the government has a very clear very important role to play to make sure that this is enforced. So what we're looking at is currently legislation has being looked at by the Department of Finance to give the powers to the central bank to make sure that of course legal tender of cash is made available. We fought really hard, a lot of us, I think Darren you've spoken it over the last number of years, to make sure taxis would take card payment. We're trying to get the balance that those who want to pay in card can do, but equally that those who not only want to but can only pay in cash are provided for. I think In in
0: situations like cafes for example, people say card only and it may be a small cafe with one person in that they may have a security consideration somewhere in in, in a city centre area. That's one thing because people can go elsewhere where they can buy a cup of coffee with cash. On Irish Rail mm. which is a public service you know on on behalf of the
3: state where people can't access the catering service with cash. Is that acceptable? No, it's not, to be quite frank. And when you, you said yourself, you can see it on the Dublin Belfast line, uh, whatever about different contracts, it's still in place there. It's great to have the catering service back on main lines, but we need to make sure that they are properly available for all passengers. Bearing in mind that a large considerable of passengers who take rail are in the over 65 bracket and they are particularly affected um, if, it's only, if it's a card-only situation.
0: All right. Could you see yourself raising this with your colleagues in the Department of Transport, seeing as you're the person who's at the forefront of retail. Do transport need to have a
3: look at this? Yeah, I'm more than happy to have a discussion with either Eamon Ryan or Jack Chambers about this. But crucially, I will be talking and have already with both Michael McGrath and Jennifer Carr who are in the Department of Finance who will be looking at the legislation in terms of enforcement powers for the central bank.
0: Darren or is it? Is it a matter of trying to get people more digital skills, or is it offering cash
4: for the foreseeable future as an option for payment? Oh, it's it's offering cash most certainly as a as as a, a an option for for payment, and I think you know there is a risk that we're uh, because the government aren't acting quickly enough, sleepwalking into a, a cashless society and. It's been well, well articulated there, the, uh, the implications of that. And I think, you know, uh, uh, Barry Kenny referenced, you know, a small number of, of comments in relation to it. The question for me in so many of these is instances is, who are we not hearing from? Who are opting out? Who are being c- excluded and excluded uh, from, from services? and I think it's really important that the state leads by example. This is an example of a, of a service that they can can influence. Similarly in relation to, and, and we discussed it in, in the doll the NDLS, the Driving License Services, it's, it's that idea that, well, we are providing a cash option, but it's so much... Uh, less convenient. It's you know two hours a week uh, every second Tuesday, for example. Whereas you know it's really pushing towards the the, the online option. I think it's very clear that statistics are there. The Department of Finance have the, the statistics themselves that we need, and I think we, we do need to see that that legislation. I welcome the fact that the minister is saying we're looking at it. Sinn Féin have been calling for it for over a year. It's been debated in a motion in the Dáil. I think we need to see it, and we need to see it imminently.
0: Verona Murphy, there are people who just simply budget with cash. They have the traditional divided up money box. They have some things in there for their bills and they have the leftover money for what's left after the shopping. That's just the way they budget and that's the way they they, they divvy up their cash. They're being excluded by this, are they?
5: Um, Yeah. And I mean, they're being forced into a situation where that's no longer possible if they want to get something to eat on the train, which is a ridiculous scenario, particularly from a semi-state body where we're actually funding through subsidies, uh, passengers on it. I think what we have to be careful of here and what government absolutely needs to recognise is that yielding a cashless society gives the bank so much power and tech companies. I don't think that's a good look for us for the future. I mean, we are nowhere near uh, where we should yield that level of power up. And I think from every perspective I said to you earlier, tonight our local GAA club will run a barn dance. Last year they tried to facilitate it with the cash card option. The technology didn't work. We've seen several disasters. We've seen AIB try to go cashless. The public revolted. Uh, uh, we also see... um. Uh, the the Aviva Stadium last year, US uh, college game, and it was a disaster. I mean, it, it was gave a us disaster for bad. the caterer. Anyone was, queuing up for the free was, drink and hot that's dogs now, that to be given. We're out now in a legal wrangle there that will go on, and ultimately someone's going to pay for that. But I think Ajaxion said that for at least twenty years. I think we have to look at this in a for the longer term and for the future as to how much power we want to yield to the financial institutions.
0: Neil Richmond, would it, be, would it be an idea for the state at least to lead on this for anything that has to be paid for by people that there is an option there to go into the post office or, some, or somewhere else you know be it passports, be it driver's licence, be it any state service that the cash option is there and then at least the state can say look we appreciate the concerns you might have about the cost of handling cash but if we can do it you can do it.
3: For sure and I'd like just to because It wasn't referred to directly, but we have to be clear: There is no drive to push us towards a cashless society from the part of government. You will see conspiracy theories on the internet saying that it it starts off with cashless and it goes down a window. There's no desire for that. But what where we can have efficiencies and things like renewing passports absolutely let's prioritise digital but there has to always be particularly from a state service or a semi-state service that cash option and I think absolutely the state should and can lead in that um, but equally what's more important is to ensure that that legislation the fr- the powers for the central bank is done in a proper manner in a realistic manner that's reacting to or what's r- happening Very briefly yeah,
4: yeah, in Britain and Scandinavia where they have introduced that, that type of legislation they've, they've come with conditions on the banking sector to ensure that there are cash services, deposits and ATMs on a geographical basis. Um, so there's a, a, a spread into rural areas. We need to have that in, in legislation here as well because we saw the debacle uh, during last summer uh, in relation to, to, to AIB and their plan to remove ATMs. All right. Okay. Well, just
5: to say where Neil says there's no drive by the government there's also no deterrent because the banks have been muting this for years now and I haven't heard government say that. Some we're not banks ready. over
3: on, it. that's not fair to Well Come we on. only
5: have two so I mean Yeah, but we've two but we've
3: other but banks have made quite clear and I'm not here to defend the banks completely. No, but what I'm saying step, is we're not hearing a that.
5: deterrent from you and right. that's what we need to see.